Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike, and we are in the third week of Advent, uh, which is joy. Joy. Uh, we have a little, lot of joy around our house this week. We just got a new puppy. We got a little Sheltie mix, and uh, it's half Sheltie and half something else, and we don't know what the other half is, but we're enjoying this little guy. Uh, he's three months old, and uh, he's got <laughs> the cutest little rings around both of his eyes. And so we're calling him Rocky. Rocky Balbawau. Which, if you remember, the other dog we have is Jack. Jack Balbawau. So, yeah, they're probably related somewhere. <laughs> anyway. Um, Yep, on my way to work as usual. Today's my last class of the year at this place, so it's nice. I'm gonna have about three weeks off for the holiday break, which is a little more than usual, but I kinda uh, haphazardly engineered it that way. I think we need a little bit more time off with COVID-19 and stuff. One, one less week with the, you know, hundreds of kindergartners is probably a good idea if you can get it heater working here there we go pretty chilly today outside temperature says just two degrees uh, which that's Celsius uh, which is two degrees degrees above freezing. I guess it'd be something like 40 degrees. But that's pretty cold for us here, especially when the sun's shining. We don't get much colder than that. We rarely have a day uh, below freezing in Japan the whole winter, at least in our part of Japan. Of course, there are colder parts of Japan that do have colder weather. Anyway, yeah, we might as well get right to joy. I can't think of a lot of other stuff going on except this uh, new puppy in our life. And uh, I think we've talked about politics enough. Um, see if we can get uh, through a whole podcast without naming the, uh, the dude. So, anyway... Um, Joy. Last night, uh, one of our uh, people that's been gathering with us uh, on Zoom, uh, and she's been a member of my wife's uh, ministry to women in ministry <laughs> uh, team. Uh, she's been a member of that team, and so she's she's had some experience, some deep some deep ministry experience in her time. Uh, with another church as well. Anyway, she's been gathering with us, and so she she uh, presented uh, the thing about joy, and she did a great job. Her name's Emiko, and we um, we spoke uh, from well, she spoke from uh, Luke chapter one, from verse five through the whole chapter, and then two up to verse twenty. So from 1.5 to 2.20, which is a lot of verses. It's about 
something like, I don't know, 90 verses or less. I don't remember how many verses are in verse chapter 1, but it's a lot. It's probably more like 100 verses. Anyway, somewhere around there. But of course, it's all stories that we are quite familiar with. Uh, the uh, prophecies and the birth of John and the prophecies and the birth of Jesus. Uh, and uh, and also the the actual birth of Jesus. Uh, oh, and the birth of John. Yeah. Wait, prophecies and birth of... Yeah, sorry, I said that right. I am so redundantly redundant. Anyway, uh, she brought up some really good points that I thought we could uh, uh, talk about and, and expound on and maybe expand on. She noticed that that all of the instances of joy uh, that we come across in these passages, uh, which are basically uh, Zechariah, uh, Elizabeth, Mary, of course, uh, and the shepherds, right? They all come to some some point of joy at some point, um, but they all start, started with a different uh, a, a different emotion. They didn't start with joy, right? They started with fear. Except for Zechariah, Zechariah, although yeah, I think he was probably afraid too, but he also doubted. Uh, there was a combination of, of um, reactions with him when they were confronted with the an angelic um, beings. So angels uh, or messengers from God came and, and spoke to Zechariah first and said that he was, his wife, who was old, was going to have a child. And, and he doubted that this was going to happen. And so he was uh, not able to speak until the child was born and until he named him John. But we have a relationship. Sorry, I'm, I, I realized in a pre previous podcast I made a lot of noise, shaking my uh, my uh, protein. But I didn't realize what I was shaking when I was listening, re-listening to the podcast to to get it up, uh, to get it uploaded. Anyway, sorry, that's yeah, that's not something wrong with my car. That is protein which I need to drink. Um, so, Zechariah, of course, is afraid when he sees, I'll have to reread re this, but I can't remember uh, if he's afraid or somebody else, but Ze Zechariah is afraid immediately when he is confronted by the angel, and then later he doubts the angel's message, uh, but the angel says, it is indeed true what I have said, uh, he says that he stands in the presence uh, of the Lord um, and so what he says is true but uh, he did uh, cause Zechariah to not be able to speak for a time uh, okay so that happened uh, later when Zechariah is finally re well presumably at the birth of the child and then later when he's also released uh, he starts to prophesy when he's released from his muteness. He starts to prophesy. Uh, same with uh, Elizabeth. Now, we, we're not 
told about Elizabeth's first reaction. We're only told about um, after she's pregnant and is visited by Mary uh, about her, um, her, her reactions once she's already pregnant, which of course she comes across as a very thankful, uh, grateful uh, woman who does have a lot of joy. Um, and then, of course, we have Mary visiting Elizabeth, which is where we have Elizabeth's reaction to seeing Mary. And then Mary uh, does the what's known as the Magnificat, which is her Mary's song, it's also called, where she says, uh, I magnify the Lord, which is where we get magnify, Magnificat. Um, and so we get um, these beautifully poetic uh, monologues uh, by these three people. And later we kind of get one by, by an angel as well. Uh, I wouldn't call what they say unpoetic for sure. Um, but there seems to be a relationship between fear and joy that I hadn't noticed before yesterday. Now, I, if you would have asked me what's the opposite of fear, I probably would have said confidence or, or I may have said, um, you know, even happiness perhaps, uh, or love, right? Something like this. I wouldn't necessarily have gone right to joy. But one thing I, I think that they have in common is that both of these, both of these emotions, both fear and joy, seem to be... Um, uncontrollable. All right, they seem to just happen uh, based on whatever is happening around you, and so fear um, and joy can uh, just kind of explode. They're explosive. I guess that's the best way to put it. They they immediately manifest themselves uh, based on the perceived uh, environment that the person's in. And not only people, but puppies too. Uh, and so fear, I don't see as a the same kind of emotion as, for example, anger. Anger, it seems like people kind of slowly get into, and it's very difficult to get out of. Once you're angry, um, somehow pride locks that anger into you. Uh, and it's pretty difficult to just release anger right? It's, it's not the same as fear. Uh, let me give an example. We, we have this puppy and he doesn't really like loud noises and he doesn't like when his environment is immediately changed. Uh, but what he does like uh, are my two daughters. He likes both of them and uh, he's the most comfortable with my daughters. Uh, and of course, they shower the most uh, um, attention on him, obviously and baby him. But even if my daughters are coming in the door and the environment is suddenly changed, the door opens, there's a loud noise, maybe there's even a little wind involved in, in that uh, um, process of opening a door, whatever it is that the, the puppy immediately, the tail goes down and between its legs and it has a, a surprised look on its face. It has fear right away. 
But no sooner has he showed fear uh, that he releases it when he sees that it's one of my daughters and he hears them. And now it just, the fear immediately explodes to joy. And I think people have the same capacity to go from fear to joy. Uh, maybe we don't quite go as quickly, right? Um, and perhaps there is sort of a systemic fear that, that does root itself more deeply into somebody who, who lives their life uh, afraid with, with phobias. I think we get into phobias at that point. But just simple fear, right? Uh, the fear of the unknown, the fear of what's about to happen um, can be released immediately, right? The same thing happened with the shepherds, right? So the, the angels suddenly appeared before the shepherds. Right? And it says they were not just fearful or, or afraid. It says they were terrified is what, the, uh, what I read. Um, I don't know if that's different in the Greek or not. I have to look at that at some point. But they were very afraid. Uh, and, but eventually, once they heard the message and realized they were not in danger, uh, their fear turned to joy and they went to worship Jesus. Right? They found the baby and they were joyful that they had been witnesses uh, of the coming of the Messiah. Right? They, 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 they could see the deliverance of their people from oppression. Right? Uh, and so fear is, is a, I don't know, perhaps it's the other side of joy. Perhaps it's the other side of the joy man if they made protein this good I would have been drinking this all my life it's like drinking a milkshake crazy now I'll probably find out it's horrible for me hope not okay so uh, fear and joy seem to be linked. Okay. And I'm not sure because the journey between fear and joy is so great. I'm not sure it's easier to have joy if you start in fear. Oh, well, that's not the right question. That's not the right way to say that. I'm not, the, I'm not sure that the joy isn't magnified because of the fear. I suppose that's what I'm saying. That because you started in fear, the joy is that much more joyful. Whereas if you start with happiness and something, if you're already happy and something great happens, the, the, your reaction won't be as big, you know. Um, because it, it comes gradually, I suppose. Um, but to go from a, a I, I guess they're primal. That, that's the right way to think of it, maybe. That, that these emotions are sort of primal. Um, they, they exist somewhere deep in our instincts. Fear and joy, right? They're, they're released at interesting times. Um, fear can come upon you at all, all different, you know, all different times and for all different reasons. 
And some of it's, you know, the, the changing of the environment. Some of it is as you see your future coming into view, it's not what you hoped. And there's a kind of a worrying, which I think can be related to fear. Um, you know, recently somebody got fired from a place uh, that I work at. And then my wife realized that I had not been <clears throat> given my yearly packet that I usually get this time. <coughs> which uh, outlines what I'm go going to be doing the next year, right? That I had not received uh, this packet. And therefore, you know, there's a little fear. Well, maybe they're firing you too, kind of a moment, which would not have come about, right? The fear would not have come about if we had not heard that somebody else uh, had, had suffered the same fate. But, of course... Um, and had I gotten the packet when it was expected, th there would have been no joy to getting the packet. But because there was a little bit of fear that maybe something was going to happen to my job, uh, when the packet came, there was a, a kind of a release of joy. It was a, it was a special re re uh, receiving of the packet, uh, which comes every year. And I've gotten it every year for about, I don't know, 13, 14 years, something like that. Um, so there was a release. There was a sigh of, of relief, right? Uh, and there was a little bit of joy in that. That's a very small example. Uh, but when fear is involved, the joy is all the greater. Now, I don't think that's a good reason to be afraid. I think that's just how it works. I think that's... It's something that's so down deep in our being that we can't really control that. Um... Now, we, we can, when we are fearful, when fear does come on, I think we can, uh, at that time, our faith is what keeps us uh, going into despair, right? So fear, it's, it's really similar what, what is said in the Star Wars movies, you know, fear, uh, fear leads to anger, anger leads to suffering or something like this right our fear leads to hate our fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering or something in this manner um, unchecked fear is certainly not a healthy way to live right um, we want to uh, be able to confront our fear uh, with something that will um, lead us to a better place, I guess is a good way to say that. So, uh, yeah, fear and suffering seem to be very similar emotions. Um, now, anger, if we go back to anger, it's not all that easy for anger to turn into joy, right? There, there's a whole process, right? Because Generally, we're angry because we feel we have been wronged. And if we have been wronged, we want someone to make amends, generally speaking. Right? We, we want the wrong to be righted. Uh, and so, anger, uh, I would not say is the same kind of primal uh, 
primal instinct as fear. It, it has to do with our pride, right? Uh, what we feel like we are entitled to because of who uh, we see ourselves as, or who we see ourselves as. Um, there's a, a self-centeredness to anger. Okay, there, there can be, I suppose there can be a, a, a righteous anger. There can be uh, an anger that's for someone else's benefit. Uh, but anger, uh, you just can't release it as quickly. It's not something you can just let go of as quickly as you can fear. Um, fear just to, seems to be connected more to an instinct than a thought process. Not that there isn't thought involved. Um, so yeah, this is... I already did uh, a podcast on joy. Uh, so this one is... I'm going to take... Now I'm going to... I just wanted to kind of catch up on that part of joy and I think we'll go into peace now uh, next week uh, my wife Tomoko is going to uh, speak on the idea of peace uh, which is a good one for her I think I think she'll do a great job especially after Emiko did such a great job um, so of course we went from hope to love to joy to peace um and it's quite a natural progression, right? We hope for a better future. Love come down, comes down and we, we receive a better future, a better present, a better future. And our response to that is joy because our fear, our fears have been uh, covered by love and so we, we react in joy. And joy over time, as we live a joyful life, uh, I think produces peace. Uh, the Japanese word for peace is heian or heiwa. Uh, and everybody has a different idea of what peace is. Uh, for two people who are fighting, perhaps a peace is just that they stop fighting. Uh, but I don't think that's the kind of peace um, that we have in Christ. I don't think that that um, I don't think that quite gets to the point of the kind of peace we have in Christ. Uh, we have peacekeepers and peacemakers, right? Peacekeepers and peacemakers. To me, to, to keep the peace is to stop the fighting, right? Uh, to be able to stop people from harming each other. That's keeping the peace. But to make peace, to be a peacemaker, I think as someone who reconciles um, a person to his brother or uh, a person to his sister or vice versa, right? A reconciler, someone who brings together into a relationship formed and based on love, uh, to me, that's true peace, right? When people live in harmony one with another. Not when people tolerate each other, right? That does happen, and sometimes that's about all you're going to get with some people. Um, hopefully that's not from your standpoint, but that's 
that's because of choices they've made. Um, but this this idea of peace is is the essence of Christ's coming to the earth. I think it culminates everything he's come to do. Because we can be receiving God's love and still not be at peace. In fact, I would say that's everybody on the earth has received and is receiving God's love. Everyone. <clears throat> they don't necessarily know that or perceive that. Uh, but God's love is, is generously poured out to everyone. Um, always has been and always will be. But obviously, not everyone's at peace. Uh, and so, the idea of peacekeeping, I think, is, is to allow people to live side by side without killing each other. But peacemaking allows people, people to live uh, together, right? In harmony. Um, helping one another. Being concerned for one another. In, a, in, a, in more of a familial relationship. Um, peace, peace is um, underappreciated, I believe, in the world. I don't think we, uh, we have focused on what true peace is. And the, to me, the, the thing that destroys peace, the thing that's going to get in the way of peace every time is going to be pride right and pride again is something that that basically says i deserve this because i am me and i deserve to have this and this and if you don't give it to me then you are wrong and you are my enemy or something along those lines um so pride right what is the famous uh Proverb, pride cometh before the fall. Um, pride is one of the, if not the, uh, biggest obstacle to harmony, to peace. You know, the cool thing about harmony is that not everybody has the same place, right? Harmony is all about roles. You have a high part and a middle part and a low part and maybe a, another part that accents. And, and all of them are different, but, but they all work together to form a uh, <laughs> harmonious whole, right? They all work together uh, to, to be better than they would be individually. Harmony is, is the uh, sound wave version of synergy, right? Uh, synergy is where uh, the the sum is greater, or what is it? The the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, right? So if you take uh, if you if we're, if we're talking about music and you take the, all of the separate lines, none of them by themselves are very impressive. But when uh, when placed all together and sung in rhythm and in pitch, uh, it makes something that's so beautiful. Uh, that that it brings on religious feelings. Somehow, good music uh, 
this is what uh, Jordan Peterson says, that music helps us to transcend ourselves. It, it takes us higher. It takes us out of our uh, mundane lives and takes us into another dimension, if you will. Right? It helps us to uh, commune with the transcendent um, or God, right, is another way to say that. Uh, music um, elicits religious responses in people. Even people who are not religious have religious experiences when listening to their fav favorite music or music that speaks to them or that they love. Um, this is pretty amazing that, you know, Jordan figured this out, Jordan Peterson. We are not on a first name basis. <laughs> um, but he, you know, that, that art, all of art, good art, good drama, good theater, good music, um, dance, all of the, all of the fine arts, right? They, they have in them a transcendent quality. They take us to another place. They take us to a higher place, an ideal place, a better place, right? They help us to have uh, transcendent experiences. And that's why we love it, love it so much. Um, how are we doing on time? Oh, we're good today. Uh, and so harmony, or another word for harmony is peace, right? Is, is uh, again, uh, something that... Hmm, it, it's, the, it's the essence of what Jesus came on earth to do, right? And the reason that harmony is so important is because when we live harmoniously with our neighbors, with our brothers and sisters, with everyone in the world, the whole becomes greater than the sum of the parts, right? We, we are able to transcend because of this harmonious. And we've seen this. This is the essence of teamwork, right? In a sense, that a, that a good team will beat uh, a collection of great individual players every day of the week, right? People that can work together, uh, people that complement the, um, the strengths of others, right? Now, of course, sports is not quite where we want to go, but I think sports can be a metaphor for peace, right? The way that a team, even though it's made up of many parts, can work together amazingly well and go places that individuals cannot, right? Um, better together is another way to say that, right? Better together. It's better that we do things together than alone. Um, another way that that's said is no man is an island, right? Uh, we all need somebody. We all need somebody to lean on. Uh, we know this as people, right? Whether you're religious or not, you understand that people need each other, that we cannot go it alone, that we are dependent upon others for our own well-being. Um, and so when, 
when people are at peace, we achieve that better, right? We, we take care of one another. We're healthier, we're happier, we have more joy, we have less fear, right? Strength in numbers is another way that we say, we, we talk about this kind of thing. Um, and so, peace, hmm. yeah, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. This is, the, this is the message that God wanted the angels to bring to the earth at the birth of Jesus. Goodwill on earth, or peace on earth and goodwill toward men, right? Goodwill or good intentions, that God wants the good for mankind. And this is how he's showing it by being born and becoming a man. And later they'll understand even more when he dies on the cross for them. Peace on earth. God desires peace to come to earth, right? Um, the earth is not at peace currently, not as a whole. However, there's probably more peace on earth today than perhaps there ever has been. Uh, at least violence, right? If you, uh, if you gauge uh, peace by violence, there's probably less violence and less, tol uh, less tolerance for violence today than there ever has been. And that's a step in the right direction. It doesn't necessarily equal true, excuse me, true peace. Um, but it definitely is going that direction, right? Uh, I think we lash out in violence when, when we have a lack of inner peace, right? Uh, as Master Uguay said in <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. Oh no, this is uh, Master Shifu. Inner peace, inner peace. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yes, peace. Hope, love, joy, and peace. I think as we lean into joy and embrace joy as, as what we want to feel and what we want others to feel, and as we are less and less fear, fearful, uh, fearful of one another, uh, fearful of our future, uh, I think peace will, will take hold. Um, Peace on earth and goodwill towards men was God's final statement that we are good with him, that he is not angry with us, uh, that from his standpoint, uh, he is at peace with man, uh, and he wants nothing but good for mankind. And that's the pledge that he made by sending his son to earth. So my hope is that we will all become peacemakers in uh, as much as it is up to us that we will be able to to focus on uh, to, to lean into uh, to hold as a very high uh, highly desired virtue this idea of peacemaking God from his standpoint did all he can to make peace the rest is up to us. And he'll guide us in that. But he can't make up our minds for us. He won't force us to be at peace with our fellow man. 
So this uh, Advent season, as we uh, get into, we're almost a week before, well, I guess tomorrow will be a week before Christmas Eve. We're about 12 days before Christmas. Um, hopefully I'll get all of these uh, podcasts, Advent podcasts released uh, before Christmas. I'll try to do that. Um, yeah. I wish you guys uh, all of the hope, love, joy, and peace that that you can stand uh, and then you know just share that with other people it's not easy these days there's a lot going on but nothing could be more worth it and maybe just because of the fear of these times our joy can be all the greater our joy can be all the greater because of the fear we currently live in uh, so just go for it go for joy yeah. jump for joy <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.